Hi guys, I'm Barb and welcome to Creators Campfire, a podcast where I interview all sorts of creative people, so entrepreneurs, content creators, side hustlers and aspiring talent, and I find out more about what they do, why they do it and how they do it. Before we get into today's show, I just want to say thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest episodes. You can also follow at Just Barbs on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to hear about guests in advance and stay up to date with guest news. On this week's episode, I was joined by YouTube coach and content creator Heather Ramirez. Heather quit her job back in 2016 and started not one, but two YouTube channels. The first focused on her journey of creating her own business and the second a tutorial channel to help others create content. We delve deeper into why Heather got started, the struggles she faced and how she overcame them. Heather has so much good advice in this episode for those who want to start their channel or are maybe struggling with their existing one. You can follow Heather on Twitter at HetJustCreate and Instagram at HeatherJustCreate or subscribe to her YouTube channels. Links to everything will be in the show notes. Huge thanks to Heather for joining me and being such a wonderful guest and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. For those that don't necessarily know much about you, uh, can you just give a little bit of an overview of, of what it is you do and what what kind of what you're about? Sure. So I am a YouTube coach. Um, that is my full-time thing. But I started documenting my journey in starting a business in 2016. Um, I'd quit my job in marketing and I just was like, I, I think I'm going to try to start my own business. I had no idea how to do that. Um, and it was the scariest thing that I had ever even thought about doing. Um, And because of that, I was like, I want to, I really want to document this. It kind of just felt like something, something important, like worthy of saving. And so I just, I started a YouTube channel, um, started vlogging my journey. And then that basically turned into me helping people share their stories on YouTube. That is awesome. So again, I have a bunch of questions off this. I'm going to (laughs) try and do them in some kind of order. So when you are, thinking about documenting this obviously you're kind of doing it for yourself but are was there a thought about I want this to help others or I want to create something on YouTube or was it just hey this is a cool place for me to kind of document it um it was a little bit of both so uh so to to kind of paint the picture um back in 2016 I was kind of feeling like I was at the height of my career. Like I said, I had this like awesome marketing job. Um, I had an awesome salary benefits. I just bought a new Camaro, like my new car. Um, and like, you know, I was about to enter my thirties. So I, I felt like very adult and very like successful in terms of, you know, here's all the things that you're supposed to achieve by the age of 30 or whatever. And I, I felt like I was checking off all the boxes, but I wasn't, happy. Like it felt like there was kind of something missing. Um, And one thing that I had always been passionate about was digital media, because I have been using digital media as part of, you know, not not just for fun, but also for my job, because I was in marketing since like, you know, since like Facebook was first created. And at the job that I was at, um, I was working at a school and all the adults were like telling the kids, you know, get off your phones. The internet is dangerous and all of those things. And I was like, that, but yes, that's true. But also there's so many amazing, you know, cool things that you can do with digital media. If you learn how to use it, if you figure out, you know, how you can kind of like connect beyond just sharing pretty fo- photos on Instagram and stuff like that. And so 
you know, I, I knew that I wanted to share the journey because I felt like by sharing my story, I was promoting digital literacy. I was promoting like, here's here's a way that you can meaningly, meaningfully connect with people that like you don't even know. Why would you want to do that? I'm not sure, but I knew that I was being positively impacted by the channels that I was watching. And if I could kind of create that same uh, feeling for people who resonate with my story in some way, I wanted to do that, you know? And, and also, YouTube was kind of like the the place where I felt like I could be myself because even though, even though it sounds, it's funny looking back, it's like, Oh wow, you quit your job to like do this thing and start your own business. But um, it was something not only was I terrified to do, but it was something that I was like being discouraged to do. So my parents and my family were so against it to the point where, you know, we had, we didn't talk for almost a year because they were so against me not just getting a stable job and you know pursuing my career and stuff like that they're like what what you're gonna do this youtube thing and that's supposed to be your job and you know so so like it, instead of talking to like i didn't know anyone else who was doing this and youtube was that world where i didn't personally know casey neistat i didn't personally know gary v but they were doing it every day and it was so normal to them and it made me feel like the thing that i was passionate about was cool it made me feel like, okay, there there is a world where this is the right thing to do. And even though like in my physical space, it's strange, like it thrives here. And so I just kind of wanted to be a part of that. So like, you know, it's easy to say that, but when I was first starting, I, I don't think I thought about this, like as consciously as I'm telling you now, it was just kind of like, I have this pull, like this itch to to do this. And I'm just gonna try and see where it goes. So long answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's um, really interesting, actually, because I guess a lot of the things that stop people now is they overthink it, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do we do? How do we do it? And then all of a sudden they've talked themselves out of it. Whereas actually you almost did the opposite. You were like, I'm just gonna full steam ahead so I don't have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's funny how that happened. And I think that's like what kind of kicked my kick my butt into being a YouTube coach because it's like I saw people who had a specific passion or, or this like thing that they're really good at or they're totally obsessed with. And I'm like, how do you, I have a YouTube channel and I have no idea what I'm doing. How do you not have a YouTube channel? Cause everything else is like figure outable. You can totally figure out gear. You can totally figure out YouTube SEO and all of that. But like, it's the passion and it's the story that is hard to come by sometimes, you know? So, um, so that's what like, kind of led me into doing what I do now. That's very cool. So I guess, did you have much of a plan then? Was it just, okay, I'm gonna, because obviously you were like doing vlogs, right? So you were vlogging yeah. the journey. Was that, what was the thought process behind that? Was that like, oh, this might be easier or is that's just, this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna see where it goes? It was purely that. Like I yeah. literally <laughs> had no strategy. Like, cause so I started two channels, right? Um, and yes. you've seen you've seen the other yes. ones. I have the tutorial yes. channel where uh, it, it started out very broad in terms of like, you know, one of my first videos is like, what's a hashtag? Because it was a question I was getting a lot and still actually get pretty often is like, what is this hashtag thing that I keep seeing? So I, I tried for that channel, I tried to be strategic. I tried to really make it a resource that people can turn to for any questions they had digital media related. Um, but even that is it was like so broad, right? It was just like 
anything digital media. For my vlog, though, I, I think I I purposely wanted it to just be an explore an exploratory like, you know, just like I wouldn't strategize with a journal or a blog like like a personal blog. I, I didn't want to strategize with this because I really wanted it to be just like the only strategy I had was to keep it as real as possible. So you know, the fear, the the frustration, the the things that I was like thinking about or worried about or trying to work through, like I wanted to make sure to capture that because I, I just knew like looking back on that would motivate me in the future. It's like, okay, you've got, you're going to get through this. I never doubted that. It's like, I knew I was going to get through this. And I just, I just wanted to kind of show myself progress. So that's pretty much it. But in terms of like, am I going to do this daily? You know, am I going to, you know, cause I didn't know where I was going to be. Like, I didn't know what, next week was going to look like or next month or anything. So I was just kind of documenting as I was going. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So did you actually start both channels at the same time? As well? Honestly, I can't remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say yes. Um, and I wouldn't recommend that now because yeah. having two channels is a pain, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's what I did. Okay. That's cool. So <laughs> That was going to be my follow-up question. Um, so, so, okay. So let's assume that you did start them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and you've kind of got, they're two distinct channels, right? So one is, mm-hmm. is tutorials, but one is, okay, this is, I'm going to keep this fun and free. Did you have any particular goals or thoughts about either of them? Obviously the vlog one was a bit more like a creative outlet. Was yeah. it? Was the other one a bit more strategized? Yeah, so that one was strategized. That one I really wanted, like I said, to to be um, to be a resource, just because people people that I knew in real life were coming to me for for help when it came to digital media. Like, how do I use Facebook? And because I was in marketing, a lot of it was like very focused in small business nonprofit marketing. So it's like, how how do I um, how do I get more people to know about? what my nonprofit is supporting or like, how do I, you know, make more sales through Instagram? Like, you know, there was those same questions. And of course I was working at a school. So I had kids that were asking me like, how do I make a LinkedIn profile for college? You know, like what should I be putting on this stuff or on, on my profile and stuff. So I wanted to, if, if someone was asking me a question in person, that means there wasn't a resource that they can turn to online. And I wanted to create that resource. So for that, I was so, oh my gosh, like, hours in Canva trying to get the graphics right and the branding and like, you know, so I spent way too much time on that. I really should have just, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like, just get the info out there. Um, But that I tried to be very strategic with. Um, What I didn't know was going to happen was that my vlog channel would pick up much faster than the resource channel. And, you know, the, the resource channel, that's the thing that I wanted to pick up because that's, that's the thing that I was kind of banking on to make money off of, right? Like that's what I wanted to turn into my business. Um, but I, there was just so much I didn't understand. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about like what an increase in traffic meant or SEO or, you know, how I can monetize an audience. It was just kind of like, I was figuring it out as I went. So um, yeah, that it was very scary looking back like I can't believe it because I, I doubled down on like the resource channel and then because my vlog channel started picking up I, I was like okay well like doesn't it logistically make sense to go where the traffic is right so I kind of put the tutorial channel on hold but then now I was like 
it it started to get all complicated because now I was trying to be strategic with this thing that was supposed to really be like a creative outlet. And now, you know, I, I mean, these are all things that we hear about all the time, but I definitely had creative burnout. I definitely felt like, I, you know, I, I lost a, a part of that authenticity because I was trying, it was like I was trying to chase the numbers because I was like, I have to turn this into um, a full-time thing. So it was... It was hard. There's definitely like ups and downs and I'm really happy with where it is now. But um, yeah, it was just kind of crazy to figure out. <laughs> yeah. How much did that kind of looking at those analytics and seeing those numbers and seeing that kind of shift towards the non-business channel affect your decisions? And what did that mean for, did that change the way you vlogged or the way you kind of perceived it and approached your videos? Yeah, it was, I mean, that's such a, it's such a funny thing. Like thinking back about it because it was almost like a pendulum. Like I, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm not even going to look at the numbers. Like it doesn't matter. I want this to be, uh, I want to feel the same thing I felt for it when I first started and there was no one watching. Right. It was just like, I, I didn't care about the numbers because there were no numbers. And it was purely just like, I would watch my videos back and be like, wow, look at that cool thing I made. And it was just that sense of fulfillment for myself. Right. Um, but then of course, like, I don't know, a sponsor would approach me or, um, my mentors would be like, you know, you can really, you know, you can monetize that audience or like uh, other people who kind of wished for the traction that I was getting were starting to give me a lot of advice. <laughs> it was a lot of like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And because I didn't know, I was like, yeah, I should, I should, I should. And so that kind of like, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to, balance like what should I do like who who's telling me like what's the right answer you know it's like there there's a lot of like business people who were kind of mentoring me and and telling me like hey you know this is how it should be done but also there was this pull inside of me that was like I don't think that's the way that I want to do it and the person who's really balanced this perfectly is Tom because he never like compromised his integrity in terms of like you know, it's like all the sponsors or all the people that he works with are in line with the values of his channel. And like, I just, I wish someone had told me that, you know, like, <laughs> don't, yes, like this is money, but that doesn't mean that you have to go for it kind of thing. So yeah, I forgot what the question was, but. <laughs> That's okay. I was just trying to understand how, how growth in the in your vlogging channel kind of altered how you looked at things. So yeah, you definitely yeah. answered the question. <laughs> yeah. Tom, so you should have been there. Like, you know, like I, I'll be the first to admit there's probably videos that I made that I wasn't really that passionate about, but because I knew that they would rank, I knew that there was gonna be um traffic there. Uh like I made them anyway. And I, you know, I'd never regret a video. I I I definitely you know, there's something to learn and, and I'm proud of every single video I've created. But in terms of like, is that an idea I would have come up with organically? No, you know, it's like, I knew I was being strategic with some of those videos. Um, so yeah, that definitely played a part in it. For better or for worse, I don't know. Like, I'm really happy with, you know, the channel at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, that's um, super cool. So you've, you've hit 10k on one yeah. of your channels, right? Yes. Awesome. So firstly, congratulations on that. Thanks. <laughs> um, what, how does it feel and does it feel any different to A, hit 10K and B, when you hit the other milestones? So like your first hundred or your first thousand or your first 5,000, what does that kind of feel like? 
Um, I, I, it doesn't feel as different as I thought it would. You know, like there, you know, there's no, there's really no difference between like 500 and 10,000. Um, there was a difference though early on. I would say from like, I would say when I hit maybe 3,000 or 4,000, that was when I, I could kind of tell myself like, okay, it doesn't matter what you think about your channel, whether you think your videos are good or not, whether, you know, your brand, it doesn't matter what I think about my own thing. There are 3,000, 4,000 people who have subscribed to this, you know, and, and definitely like throughout this whole entire journey, and we said it before we started the call, I am my own worst enemy. You're going to be your own worst enemy. And like 100%, it's just like I constantly doubt myself and hitting that milestone of like 3,000, 4,000 kind of just felt like, okay, I can't even argue. I can't argue with that. Like people have signed up, they, they, they're opting in, they want to see more content and it doesn't matter like, I don't have to strategize in terms of like, what's going to be the best video for these 3000 people? Because I knew I didn't, I didn't strategize getting to this point in terms of like, you know, what I have to make sure I'm making like the best videos or anything. Like, of course I want to create the best that I can, but if I always fall back on whether I'm having fun, that's, that's like the North star in terms of like what kind of content I should create. But other than that, you know, it doesn't feel like, any different it's it's cool but it's not like you know it, it wasn't as like impactful as the three thousand four thousand mark yeah okay that's cool a, a few people have said that i was listening to uh one of ali abdul's um things and he's just hit a million he was like that's crazy it kind of, <laughs> it's not you can't even picture that many people it's like what does that even yeah, look like yeah. um but he was like you know something it was it, he said something really similar he was about it was about the five thousand k mark or something sorry 5,000 mark and he was like that felt great and since then everything else has just felt the same yeah um yeah. so yeah that that's super interesting um yeah, okay and, and living with someone who has like is about to cross the 50k mark mm -hmm. um I mean I, I'm curious what he would say but it, it there's no like difference in like the process or or the approach to it you know it's like I think it's important to recognize the milestone but in terms of like how it changes things, you know, not really. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The gear question. I don't think I can yeah. have one of these without asking the gear question. So what did you use when you started and how has that evolved to what you're using now? This camera right here. <laughs> That's the camera I started with. That's the Canon S110. It's a point and shoot that was literally like buried in a closet somewhere. And I was like, I need a camera. Um, I didn't have like, you know, funding or anything. It was just kind of like what I, I'd like six months of savings when I would quit my job. So I, I wanted in terms of money, I was definitely being strategic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use what I got before I buy anything else. Because um, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I kind of just wanted to get a taste before I, you know, started investing in equipment. Um, I love this Canon S110. Like I got, I, I ended up getting a second one. I think Tom even got me another one. Um, he's gotten me a lot of cameras. <laughs> now what I use is the Sony ZV-1 for vlogs, which is over there somewhere. And then the Canon M50 is what I'm using now. Um, but for me, I, I don't have as much of a, well, I straight up don't have a passion for like, um, 
the, I don't even know what they're called, the f-stops and the apertures and like the numbers of the cameras. Like I've tried so hard to understand this, uh, but like for just for some reason, I can never wrap my head around it. So I'm definitely just like auto, auto everything, which is why I love the Canon S110 so much. Cause I just, it was just auto everything. There wasn't even a flip out screen. So it was like, I couldn't even see what I was recording, but I didn't want to get caught up in does it look okay? It was more of like, am I capturing what's happening in the moment? Because to me, that's the most important thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's the gear. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. Because I think it stops a lot of people. Um, it's definitely in my mind. And it is one of those questions that people are like, no, I need the, the right gear. Otherwise, I can't start. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, no. And it's like, it's one of those things, right? The, the best camera is the one you've got on you, right? If you can't just record it and put it out there and and yeah, yeah. okay that's that's yeah. cool um so going into youtube obviously there's a a whole load of stuff to learn yeah. and think about what was one of maybe the surprising things or the one thing you you didn't consider that you kind of had to do and you're like oh i've got to do this <laughs> didn't think about this um let's see that's a good question um the thing that I probably dread the most out of the process is the thumbnail creation because it, it's, you know, really it's all about the thumbnail. You can have the best video in the world, but if your thumbnail isn't compelling enough, then no one's going to click on your video to watch it in the first place. So like, I, I understand why the thumbnail is so important because even when I'm using YouTube as a viewer, like obviously I'm looking at the thumbnails. I wish it wasn't as important, but totally like, you know, I understand its importance. Um, and I think that's something that people don't think about. They, it's like you said, like people think about, okay, what gear do I need? And like, how, how do I make a better video where like, you know, if people aren't clicking on your video in the first place, it doesn't really matter. Um, the other thing is, is responding to comments was a, was a thing that I, you know, my approach to it has evolved over the years. So before I was like very um, particular, but I had to respond to everything. Like, even if it was typing out, like, thank you for watching the video. Um, I just, I really just wanted to acknowledge every single comment. Um, and like, the thing is, sometimes I would get a negative comment and I would like, I'm human, it would send me reeling, you know, and it would, it would really like be discouraging. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna look at comments because I don't want like comments to have an impact on like, my creativity, you know what I mean? Um, and so now I think I've done a, a pretty good job of like, okay, um, I think there's an etiquette of like, people don't necessarily expect a response. If you get it, it's delightful. It makes people feel like acknowledged. But if someone is not like contributing to a conversation, it's just like nice video or whatever, I don't have to like feel the pressure of, oh my God, I have to respond to this person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I've also, you know, learned how to navigate getting negative comments. I just like delete them now um, because I, I feel like, you know, this is my space. I don't need your negativity here. Um, but yeah, so that's like something I didn't even, I didn't even like think about when I first started because, yeah. you know, you, you're excited to get the comments, right? Like that's the whole point is that we <laughs> want to connect with people. And then, you know, it, it, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just tricky when you start to get, a lot of comments and then you're realizing wow people have a lot of opinions about especially for me because it's like my life you know it's not like you know on that on my vlog channel this is this is my like how i'm 
personally going through things like dealing with anxiety, juggling decisions. And like, you know, people are, because I put it out there, people are able to, you know, share their opinions about how I chose to do something. So just kind of like navigating that was just something I didn't expect to do. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. Um, I have to agree on the thumbnails because, so when I, again, my my one video, but (laughs) it's totally something I didn't think about. So it was like, okay, I need to film a video. So to me, it was like filming the video is the most important thing. The more I think about it, the more I look at things, it's like almost the least important bit. (laughs) It's like, there's so many other factors that go into it that, at least me, I had no idea about. So like thumbnails, titles, tags, like how you promote it, the editing, like the lighting setup, just like a whole range of things. And and yes, to go back, comments, promoting it. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah. Filming actually not so bad. Right. <laughs> oh, take that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it ends up being like the process that, I mean, thankfully, right? Because I think if you if you want to get into YouTube, you obviously you have to like making videos because that's what you're going to do for the foreseeable future. Um, and if anything, if your channel grows, you're just going to keep making more and more videos. So um, I think like, you know, what I try to do as a YouTube coach, like when people ask me, you know, how, how do I manage all of this and stuff like that? I think the thing that is the most important thing is your mindset and how you feel about the content that you're creating. Because... If, Cause it's really like, it doesn't matter the gear, the thumbnail, all the strategy. Like if you're not excited about what you're creating, then you will stop. <laughs> then you will find an excuse to not keep going. If you are excited about what you're creating, if you're having fun doing it, you know, what's fun will get done. Right. And you will find a way to, to make a good thumbnail. You'll find a way to uh, fit it into your schedule or block out the time. So, you know, I always try to re- remind people like, the, the world of doing YouTube can seem complicated, but if you're really passionate about your content, like let that be kind of the thing that you focus on and everything else you kind of learn and you'll, you'll develop a process where it will get maybe not um, easier, but more simple, more straightforward. I really like that. What's fun will get done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. That leads me uh, into my next question. So I guess a lot of people doing it do really enjoy what they do. That That's why they do it. But everyone has their off days. So yeah. how do you kind of deal with, you know, those times when you really can't be bothered, but you, I know you don't, you don't ever have to, but you know, you, you want to keep that content schedule up and you, you kind of just yeah. aren't feeling it, but you still need to put content out there and, and maybe you're not seeing growth or whatever, and that's getting to you. How do you deal with those kind of situations? So what I did, uh, Actually, I did this in Notion. So like, I think a couple months ago, I I started, um, I discovered Notion and I discovered like how to create this system to like help me through life and business. And one of the things I have in there is actually a troubleshooting thing for me as a creator. So like, just like there's troubleshooting for, you know, software or hardware or whatever, I was like, okay, I'm going to create a troubleshooting protocol so that when I'm feeling unmotivated or I'm feeling tired or low energy or, you know, whatever, insert like, you know, obstacle here. I I, I can't like trust myself to, to make decisions in that moment because I'm, there's something like blocking me. So I wanted to create instead 
a troubleshooting list where I just go through like, okay, if you're feeling unmotivated, do this or this or this or this, try this, you know, if you're feeling low energy, try this, try this, try this. So that way I, I don't have to think like, cause I, what I've found is like when I'm unmotivated or I'm feeling low, I, I can really like, there's a lot of temptation to start spiraling into like, okay, I'm not going to do anything today. And like, I just don't feel like it or um, you know, what have you. But instead I was like, okay, I need, I need like, the instruction manual to tell me how to get over this. Um, so that's what I did. Like I, I created like, okay, if I'm feeling unmotivated, actually I have it right here. Um, I made, I, I like made a physical book. Um, <laughs> I write in here when I'm feeling super motivated. So when I'm not motivated, I open it up and I just read it. And it's not, it's stuff that's like very personal. It's stuff that's like, um, you know, I'm writing to myself and I'm, I know that I am and I know I'm writing to myself when I'm feeling low. So when I'm feeling low and I read through this, it like re it's like exactly what I need to hear. Um, and I found like, these are the things that I kind of have to do because I, I, I don't want to waste time. There's also, you know, like, I, I understand being aware in terms of, okay, if I'm just not feeling it and I'm feeling, you know, tired and unmotivated and I need to just take a break, like I, I know, I recognize that also, but sometimes it's just a matter of like, I need a new perspective. I need inspiration. I need a pep talk for myself. I need to remind myself that I'm capable. Um, I, I need to kind of remember my why, you know? So that's kind of what I created in my little like troubleshooting <laughs> list where I just like go, okay, if you're feeling this or, you know, you are having trouble coming up with ideas. Um, one of my favorite things is if you don't know what's a post today, here's a whole idea bank. Um, here are the list of people that inspire me, you know, stuff like that. That is absolutely amazing. That <laughs> is like the best thing I've heard. I absolutely need one of those. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I totally recommend everyone do it because it's totally, um, it's like customized to you. Right. So like my list won't work for anybody else, but that's why I made sure to, to build this. I was like, so I don't even know who I saw do this in notion, but you know, I was going down the rabbit hole on, on YouTube. Um, and I saw someone else do this and I was like, Oh my God, I need to make that for me because I just found so much, uh, time wasted when I was feeling unmotivated. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not really sure I'm feeling like, should I read a book? Should I watch YouTube videos? Should I, make a YouTube video, you know, so just cut, cut all of that and now just go through the protocol. And yeah. it's like simplified the whole process. I love that. I absolutely need this because 99% of my life sounds just like that. And then I get <laughs> really mad at myself when I've wasted yeah. the day. It's like, like you could have literally done anything and it exactly. would have been productive. <laughs> like pick yeah. any one of those 50 things and it would have been better than nothing. Yeah. And I know I'm going to feel that again, you know, like it's not something that I'm never going to not be anxious, you know, so that's why I just want to be prepared kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, that leads me into my favorite workflow slash process question. Um, Cause I'm a super nerd and obviously we've mentioned notion, so I can't not talk about it. So yeah. what did kind of workflow look like in terms of like even from idea generation all the way to you know clicking the upload button yeah so I use everything in notion now um I used to just do old school pen and paper I have actually my notebook right here but um what I would do before is I, I would put 
in this notebook, right? It's all the way over there, but pretend there's a notebook. Um, I would write down every single idea on one page. Uh, and then that way I could just scratch pad however I see that video coming to life. If I wanted to take it a step further, that's when I would you know, put it into the computer, start doing research, start doing a script, start, start doing an outline. Um, now all of this is in Notion. So I just have like a, a scratch pad of vlog ideas, tutorial ideas, social media ideas. Um, and it starts with, you know, definitely just the ideas, no, no scripting, no writing or anything like that. And then once I have all the ideas out, I take it to the next level of like, okay, how, um, you know, what's the theme of this? How am I going to script it out? Uh, how can I, like, is it best as a video? Is it best as a, um, Instagram description with a photo or something like that? Um, and then obviously into production, into post-production and all of that is just like, I have a, a board in Notion where it just goes through all the phases. Yeah, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, I could um, listen to Notion talk all day, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's a calendar of, you know, how, um, like a production schedule and stuff like that. But everything is in Notion. It's the only thing that I've found to, to not only be like the place to collect ideas, the place to schedule stuff in my calendar, um, the place to see all the products I'm working on at once. It's like the best thing. So yeah, yes. we can rave about Notion all day. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. This could turn into a Notion talk. Absolutely yeah. love the thing. Um, and you're right, it's just brilliant. And it's great at those workflow processes. So when you like just drag them over and creating yeah. templates and stuff. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, okay, so going back to... Um, kind of when you want to draft like the story or, or to kind of flesh out the idea, do you have any like approaches or structures that you kind of think, you know, if it's this, then these are good things to do that maybe other people could also use as a, as a thought process rather than here's just a tick box. Yeah. So um, I'm just pulling up my templates right now in Notion actually, <laughs> because uh, I think this is me easier. So I have a template for my vlogs, my tutorials, my newsletters, and social media posts. And in each template, I have um, kind of like things that I want to include. So for my tutorial template, I have a hook, why should the viewer care content. So, you know, the step-by-step process, um, a call to action, call for comments, asking questions, being interactive, uh, referring to another video, and then the end screen. So these are, I guess it is kind of just like a, a you know, a list of things to, to tick off. But if I don't have it in front of me, I will 100% forget to include it in the thing. Um, and that's the same for the vlog. So it's like, you know, what is the purpose of the video? What am I trying to what do I want the viewer to take away from this video? Um, how can I be more interactive? What's something different that I'm showing them that they can't see from watching someone else's video? Um, or same same with Instagram or social media posts. It's like, okay, it's a totally different um, medium because they're they're reading, right? Um, they're they're reading like the description. So how how can I write it where I know that it's the first line is the equivalent of the thumbnail, right? Like they're gonna either click to read more or not. So how can I create something that's going to get them to show them that this is something that they'll, they will want to read or engage with? Um, yeah, so I just make sure I have like these things based on the piece of content that I'm creating. Okay, that's that's very cool. Uh, I made my first checklist today. 
again oh great awesome. anything, but yeah I made a little checklist I was I, exactly the same thing I was like if I don't write it down and know what I need to go through in this process I'm, I'm never going to do it and I'm going to get to the end and go oh I was supposed to do that and all of a sudden you know if it was mm-hmm. a two-hour process it's all it's like yeah. now five out <laughs> yeah exactly and so like my whole thing is you, you don't want to spend time thinking about those things you want to spend that energy on like the creative part, right? Like how, how can you better tell this story? How can you better teach this thing or explore that topic and, and save all your brain power for that rather than like, Oh, what was it that I was supposed to do next? Like, yes. you know, like what, what's the, what's the tagline I'm supposed to include here? Like, you know, I don't, I don't think that, see, that's why it's important to like uh, develop a process so that once you have a process ironed out it's just a matter of like you, you you can trust your process to make sure that you will cover all the bases that you need to cover yes yes yeah. love a process and no yeah. better place to do it than notion not sponsored <laughs> wish it was but if anyone's listening go and, go and, get it. <laughs> and notion if you ever hear this to sponsor us <laughs> um, okay cool um last question on kind of like the workflow in terms of like the content calendar, how do you like plan that? Is it just I, I need to do one a week of these things, but you know, one every two weeks? And then how does that link with with social as well? So for me, I actually don't I think the honestly, I think the pandemic has like changed how I feel about schedules. So um I think it is important to to be consistent, but I also feel like uh, for me, it's it's hard to be consistent, and that it's not like I'm lazy or, you know, I'm unmotivated or whatever. It's just it's just something I've always struggled with. And what I found is that when I'm not consistent, and I still like whenever I create whenever I create content and I'm not being consistent, that doesn't devalue the content that I created. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of. I really like this idea of like, you know what, I don't have to put the pressure on myself to to make sure that I'm creating content on the same day of same time or something like that. It's more of just like, is this content ready to go out? Do I feel good about it? And if I do, then I could just put it out. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm married to someone who has a completely different <laughs> approach. Uh, but I kind of like that about us. You know, it's like, it, it it's, I think like it can go either way, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's how I feel about it. I don't have a schedule. It's kind of just like when it's done, then I put it out. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. I think because a lot of people do say, you know, you need to post consistently on the same day every week. And, and it's nice to hear that actually you don't. <laughs> um, so choose yeah. what works for you. If I, I'm probably someone who probably does need to pick a day because I, I'm a, a little more structured, but also it's not the only way to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was even, I, I was like, I think I saw this from the the creators that I watch. Like a lot of them don't have content schedules and I still, like I still watch their videos. I still interact with their posts. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, why, why stress about this thing? Like why try to make this thing work? Like, yes, it works for other people, but it's clearly not working for me. Yeah. And so, you know, what, like, what can I do that works for me kind of thing? Yeah. Plus, I'm never going to think, oh, it's Friday. So-and-so is releasing a video today. I'll just be on YouTube and it'll be like, oh, here's a new video. Yeah, I'm not going to exactly. be like, you didn't post on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So some beginner questions. Yeah. I know we've covered a lot of stuff, but somebody starting YouTube now, let's assume that they are 
have decided to start YouTube. So they've got over their fears. What are some of the kind of most important, maybe like two or three things that they need to consider or do after they've, you know, create their channel? So my favorite thing about when I started YouTube was it was kind of the first time in my life that I felt like I... How do I explain this? Like it was, it was the first time where I felt like um, I created something of my own, and I know that's obvious. Like I obviously that's what we're doing, but you know, my whole life, it's like I had been doing what other people were telling me to do, and the things that I was actually really into, no one else was into it. You know, so I kind of just felt like. I was just going with the flow. And when I started YouTube, when I did YouTube, even the videos, like the first video I made literally has 45 seconds of silence because I was terrified of violating copyright. So I didn't put music on it. It's just 45 seconds of a time lapse in total silence. Um, so it's not, it's not like I was making like amazing videos, but it was kind of the first time where I felt like e even in my ordinary life, I could create something that I felt like was worth sharing. And to me, like when you're first starting, that's it's such a magical moment. And I feel like it often gets um, tainted with the pressure of like, how do I get views? How do I, how do I like build a perfect brand from the get go? You know, what kind of equipment do I need? How, I need to know how to optimize videos. I have to know like, you know, what's, what's ranking, like what tags am I going to rank for and all of that. And I, you know, as I mentioned before, you will learn all of that, but relish and, and embrace the feeling of like, you have a story worth sharing and to figure that out and to be empowered and to, you know, like even, even with your like creators campfire podcast, like this is such a cool thing that would not exist had you not decided to take a chance and just do it, you know? And like, look at all the people that you've talked to now, all the people that are watching, like what an amazing thing that is having such a ripple effect on YouTube, right? Like with random people that you're probably never gonna meet in real life, but you can still have that kind of meaningful impact. I think like when people are first starting, it's like, you know, they go on YouTube, it's like, how do I start a YouTube channel? And it's just a, a flood of like 10X your channel and, you know, grow, grow, grow and growth and just all of these numbers thing. And, it, you know, I've had people tell me, I don't care about the numbers. I'm still figuring out like how to even talk on camera, you know? And I guess like the first thing would be to try to get comfortable with whatever your style is going to be. It doesn't mean that the way that like someone else does it, the way that I do it is the way that you're going to do it. Like maybe you don't even show your face maybe, or maybe, you know, you are using super fancy equipment because that's what you're into or, you know, what, whatever it is, I think it takes time to figure out your style. Um, so what I would recommend is just make as many videos as you can, especially putting a, a like a some kind of pressure. So like I what I recommend people do is a 10 day tackle where they make a video every day for 10 days straight, because that's like you you get out of I need to make the perfect video. And it's more of like I have to make a video today. And that's the challenge. Like you have work, you have family, you have errands to do. But in the midst of the chaos, what can you create out of that? And that's the magical part because like whenever I put that challenge on myself, I learned a new technique 
I learned a new like thing to implement in my videos moving forward that I just would not have even thought about. But because it was like, I have to get this video done in an hour, I learned to put the camera over here versus over here. Or I used, I learned how to use this light versus that light. Or, you know, I, I was like, okay, I need a tripod because of, you know, whatever. So it's like, you know, have fun making videos, try to find your style and the best way, like, how do you do that? How do I find my style? Make as many videos as you can. And you don't even have to share it. Like you don't even have to put it on YouTube, but understand that a YouTube video is a medium. It gets complicated because it's also a distribution platform. And we we want people to watch our videos, right? There is that, that audience that is there, but it's also a medium. So just like you learn how to read and write and like you write a bunch of essays to get better at writing, you wanna make a bunch of videos to get better at how you're gonna communicate through this medium. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like, cause I, I try, I'm terrible on camera, right? And I, I refuse. And I think I said this. I totally time. don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, literally six months ago, I wouldn't even webcam like in a meeting at work. I was just like, I'm not putting the camera on. I've got a sticky over my webcam still. and I still don't turn it on. But, but at the beginning of the year, I was talking to someone and they were like, you need to start Instagram. And I was like, okay. And they're like, get video up there. And I was like, uh, don't think so. And they were like, just film it. And I was like, nope. And they were just like, if you don't like it, don't post it. I was like, okay, fine. I can do this, right? I'm talking to myself. And I did it and it was 30 seconds. And as as awkward as I felt, I kind of watched it back and I was like, okay, it's not horrific. <laughs> like, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And I posted it, right? And I, I'd say that was the beginning of this, you know, very long journey. So I, yeah. Like if in doubt, yeah, just don't post I, it. I think like it's natural for most people to not, you know, like who who's gonna like watching themselves or like hearing themselves. I, I think that's like it's gonna be normal for every person to be a little uncomfortable with just staring at yourself. Um, but it it is like taking the training wheels off of a bike. You know, it's it's like I think most people go through the same creative discovery with the more videos that they create. And so, so yeah, I just think it's a really important, like before you do anything with, with YouTube growth or anything, like make videos that you are excited about, because once you're excited about making the videos, like the rest is just going to fall into place. Like you will figure out what you need to figure out. You'll do the research, but like nothing is going to compare to you making your videos about your story for your channel, about your message, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, actually, that 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 I have a question off that. So a lot of people have a bit of a blocker because they're saying, "Well, everybody else is doing it, right?" So what, yeah. why would I do something like freezing? Like, why would I start a tech channel? There are billions of tech channels, right? Like, what would you yeah. kind of say to them? Because clearly, that's that's not the answer. You should go for it, but but, yeah. but why should they go for it? So. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I, I also suffer from this, even though like, you know, this is what I coach people up well, I coach people through this, but th this is how I see it. Um, the number one thing that's going to hold you back from anything on YouTube is not someone else's content. It's not like, you know, the competitors in your genre. It's not even like good equipment. It's just you and your mindset. You are the person who's going to get yourself to quit. And so I think it's always an ongoing process of kind of, you know, putting like redirecting your self-talk so that instead of putting yourself, putting limiting beliefs on yourself, you put liberating beliefs, right? So feeling like, okay, I don't have, 
I'm boring, right? We'll flip it and be like, if this moment is boring, where is the non-boring part? Like, how do I make an exciting thing out of this mundane moment, right? That's the challenge. It's going to be hard for everybody. And it's not necessarily something like, oh, it comes so easy for them because they're they're interesting. No, they've had to do the same, like, how do I find the interesting? What do I think is worth sharing out of this, you know, ordinary? You find the, the ordinary, you find the extraordinary in the ordinary. So if you're constantly telling yourself, like, you know, I'm never going to be good enough or that person is doing it better than me. It's just, it's literally just you putting limits on yourself. And I promise you every single time someone is going to be able to find evidence to the contrary every single time. Like I promise you, I will find someone whose content seems super boring or I'll find someone who has, you know, worse camera skills or less experience or is younger or, you know, whatever the, whatever the opposite of is of whatever you're struggling with, like you can always find that on YouTube because YouTube is so big now that pretty much like every kind of person has made a channel or kind of content. And that's not, that's not what YouTube is about. And we know that people discover new channels every day. Um, You know, like I'm sure Tom talked about this, but to even think about getting into the camera genre that was so, you know, felt so saturated. It felt like all the established people were established. Like how the heck are you going to break through? He hit 10,000 subscribers this January and is like, you know, quickly approaching 50,000 in a year. Right. And totally it's, it's that same thing. Like he could have said, why, why me? You know, like people have been doing this for years and there's, it's just a matter of flipping your, you know, belief from, limiting to liberating because if you think of it in terms of like you know not not a place of um scarcity but abundance right like you're gonna be more open to opportunity you're gonna be more creative um you're gonna be more excited to create content if you think of it that way versus like oh you know i'm not gonna make it as good as them well like you're not even trying to be them you're trying to be you does that make sense it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And I was just about to say such wise words. This is great. Um, <laughs> so awesome to listen to. Because the other thing is, is mindset is such a big aspect of it. And I think it's overlooked. Because like, oh, yeah, oh. I need these skills. But actually, there's a load of soft skills and mindset things that you need to overcome that is going to keep your channel going and keep it sustainable and yeah. get you through the tough times, right? Yeah, totally. And I think people... Um, it's just such a weird thing to realize because, you know, it's like, of course, I didn't think about mindset when I was starting a YouTube channel. I didn't even think that, you know, why? Why would you think that that's like a big deal? But if you think about all the great creators in history, like they've all struggled with this, regardless of whatever medium, you know, architecture to painting to, you know, whatever they're creating, writing, writer's block is a thing that exists. You know, it it is it is something that regardless of your medium or creative endeavor, you are going to feel this like blockage, right? And it's, it is just a matter of like, okay, ha- there are things that you can do that are kind of tried and true. So um, thinking of it like, you know, flipping flipping your fear or, or thinking of, okay, if you're recognizing a limiting belief, how can you turn that into a liberating belief? Like that, that's really something that regardless of your journey can be a tool that you can apply to any story, right? Um, 
I'll give you a quick example. So one of the things that I was struggling with when I was like, I think I still had like less than 2000 subscribers. Um, I was still so embarrassed about my channel. I was still so embarrassed, like in terms of the people that I knew, I was still embarrassed of like what I was doing. Everyone around me was like getting promoted, buying houses, getting married. And I was just like here with a camera and I just felt really like dumb, to be honest. Um, and my cousin was getting married and I was like so terrified of like, the the questions that I knew I was going to get of like, okay, Heather, how are things going? What's this thing that I keep seeing on Facebook that you're doing? What is this YouTube thing? Like, how is this turning to money? I, I was just like, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to have to face that. And luckily I had an awesome mentor at the time. And he, it was the same thing of recognizing the limiting to the liberating and having this like mental tool that you can have in your toolkit where he was like, instead of feeling really small and feeling like, you know, feeling like you have to defend yourself, go in big. I was like, what the heck do you mean? So he was like, get your biggest tripod, get your biggest camera, put on every single freaking accessory on that thing and make the biggest rig that you can and just show up and go. And I wanted to like not bring anything. I didn't want to bring a camera. I wanted to like hide in the corner and try to be invisible. He was like, no, show up and own it. Go. Like, I promise you when you do that, everyone's going to look at you in awe instead of being really like, uh, you know, like as, as if it were an, an interrogation, you know, like they're going to be like, wow, what's this thing that you're doing? Like, where does this go? And blah, blah. And lo and behold, literally the first place that I went to was like, the church where we were doing the rehearsal and I, sh I brought in my camera rig and I was like, I was just like vlogging like in the church and everyone was like, Whoa, what, what is this thing that you're doing? Like, Oh, you, you like, you make videos now. And like, how many subscribers do you have? Wow. 2000. That's so cool. And like, it was like nothing I was afraid of happening happened. And of course it was like the total opposite of that. Everyone was just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like, um, you know, your little cousin wants to start a YouTube channel too now, or like we were thinking about starting a YouTube channel at work and blah, blah, blah. And like, it was just totally opposite. So long story long, like there are, there are like books and tried and true ways that you can kind of realign your mindset, regardless of the channel that you're creating or the creative endeavor that you're working on that can actually help you, um, work through this. Right. So it's always going to be, I think, natural for us to think like, because it's in our head, we think it's like worse, right? Like how, how there's something wrong with me. <laughs> like you're going to think you're going to, it's going to feel so much worse than what you think other people are going through, but people have gone through this. It's not unique to you. And there's like so many resources out there. If you just take the time to figure out how your, you know, not how your mind works, but how you can kind of work through these things that everyone struggles with. I love that story because that is so the thing that would go through my head, especially yeah. at my age. It's just like, oh, I can't be dealing with this. Yeah. <laughs> no. <Totally. laughs> not that I need an excuse to not turn up to places. Um, anyway, <laughs> my social awkwardness aside. Um, but you, you're right. And I suppose one of the biggest things that I, I thought of was I don't want to regret it. And I think that's what gave me a kick, right? Because things had been in my mind for, you know, like four or five years or something. And you you watch people every year go out and do it. And every year yeah. you're like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. And every year there's someone new and you're like, Shit, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah. if this is something I want, stop sitting here and, and like wishing for it. 
Yeah. And the thing is like, there's never going to be a perfect moment. Like now we're in a global pandemic, you know? So I could have told myself like, oh yeah, 2020 is going to be the year that like change everything. And now we're, you know, it's like, there's, if it's not a global pandemic, it's something else. You know, there's always going to be something that, you know, we're not all the circumstances are ideal, but I, I, I don't think that's a reason to not create something that only you can create. You know, and it it is about, it is going to take friction. It is going to take, you know, energy to create something from nothing. So like, even if the circumstances were perfect, you're still, you're still creating something that didn't exist. So it's always yes. going to be, um, you know, hard. There, there's always going to be some like exertion of effort, obviously. Um, but if there's a way that we can be passionate about it, be excited about it, you know, we're, if you have to make a video, you're not like, oh my God, I have to make a video, but you're like, yes, I have to make a video. Like, you know, what can we do to um, flip it so you're like more excited about it? Yeah, it's that whole, like, I get to make a video, not I have yeah, to exactly. make a video, right? Yeah, 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 no, totally. Um, okay, this hour has absolutely flown by. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is just like, Wow, this has been awesome, right? I'm just going to really quickly scan through the comments because I'm sorry I haven't been keeping an eye on them properly. Um, (laughs) I can't multitask. Uh, One day I will get the hang of it. I'm just going to double check there weren't any questions in here. Hello, Um, everybody who's here. (laughs) Thank you for coming. This makes me feel happy. Uh, I mean, I know you're all here forever, but that's not the point. I'm going to pretend. And... You guys, if you are new here, you have to check out the other episodes because it's such a it's such a cool like I said, I mean, it's so cool that you're doing this. And, you know, the fact that you're not letting you're not holding yourself back. I mean, even I'm doing that like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. You know, you're just going for it. And that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I will try not to blush on screen, but that's not going <laughs> to happen. So so anyway, awesome. I don't think I missed anything. So Heather, where can people find you and your wonderful wisdom? Yeah. So my vlog channel is on YouTube. It's called Heather Just Create. And then my tutorial channel where I make videos about how to make videos. It's at Heather Ramirez. So. Um, guys, just on that tutorial channel, not that I'm saying the other one isn't great, but that tutorial channel is amazing and I learned so much <laughs> stuff off that channel and it's so well done um absolutely check it out um thanks all sorts of stuff yes it's awesome um amazing uh Eva, you also have some streams you have some live streaming that you do yeah actually uh Tom and I my husband uh we do a live stream podcast on Thursdays at 4 p.m pacific standard time and it's called the couple's table where we just talk about life as a married couple we actually met on youtube um crazy (laughs) story that well you know you should have both of us on the podcast and we'll talk about it (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) yes 100 percent. you can't back away now (laughs) Um, but yeah so that that's our live stream show and then um yeah i just vlog like whenever i have something vlog worthy Amazing. Okay. Heather, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Hey guys, me again. Just want to say thanks so much for listening to this episode of Creators Campfire. You can stay up to date with any podcast related news by following at Just Barves on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Guys, I'll be back next week, same time, same place with a different guest. 
Be well, be kind, stay safe and stay curious. Bye guys.